When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. Is the crash of 2018 in the precious metals markets over? That's what I want to talk about in this video today. As you can see on this chart here, you know, it was it was August 15th, 16th that you saw silver and gold really hit their bottoms. You know, back then I talked about them being at their all-time inflation adjusted lows. You know, if you if you hit that buy button on, on, on some product that was actually linked to, to the spot price, you know, you could have gotten gold uh, you know, at something like 11, under 11.70, I think it was, uh, and silver under 14 dollars and 50 cents. I think it was under, might, it might have been under 14 dollars and 40 cents. You know, extremely low there. But but as you can see, they've been uh, bid up a bit since then. You know, this isn't huge moves, but but I already see some people saying, you know, well that's it. You know, that's it for the crash. They're they're heading up now. Uh, silver hasn't been able to break 15 dollars. Gold has broken 1200. It's you know, as I'm recording this, it's hovering right around 1200, as you can see. And you notice a bit of a divergence here as well. Gold outperforming silver, basically the gold to silver ratio um, rising. Now, I see this as a bit of a bid for gold as a safe haven asset. Part of that has to do with this recent political talk in Washington. I think uh, that'd probably be the big one that I would I would focus on. Um, basically, this whole Michael Cohen stuff and and, and Russiagate and et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to get into that. I don't follow it enough, guys. Politics, you know, it interests me, but this this stuff just, it's not boring. It's just sometimes nauseating, you know. But anyways, that's just me. I, I get it, you know. Uh, collusion against Trump or collusion against Hillary or against Russia, United States, whatever. Okay, you guys can leave your thoughts on that down below in the comment section. I'm going to stay out of that conversation. I have my own thoughts on it, but... You guys came here for for talk about metals, so that's what we'll focus on here. So silver hasn't been able to break fifteen dollars. I think part of this is that it's still kind of falling in line with some other more industrial type metals. Here I have a, I have a chart over here, and by the way, I kind of gave up on the color coding system here for 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 um for platinum because because uh, well white doesn't show up super well. I mean silver alone is is already pretty gray, but anyways, um so as you can see here, you know again gold has really outperformed copper and and platinum as well. You know all all of them kind of moving in tandem all these metals, but but gold is outperformed again. I think part of it is a a safe haven bid, which you know. You, you should see it, and you do see it a bit in the other commodities, but but I certainly would think that silver would be up there as well. But anyways, you know this this is just kind of show you that that copper and platinum are still lagging a bit, and so is silver because silver does have a significant amount of industrial demand. So that makes sense. But you know we again we have to ask ourselves, was that it for the crash? You know, did we hit bottom, and is it heading up? I, I want to present two different cases for you in this video today, and then kind of give my own thoughts on it. Okay. Now, this this crash that we've seen, you know, thus far in 2018, yeah, it, it's it's been a little bit depressing, right? You can see this chart here. Check this out. You had this tight trading range that silver is in forever between 16 and 17 dollars. You know, broke 17 once, came back down. Broke 17 again, 
and then it came way down under $15, you know, right when you thought maybe there's going to be a, a bit of life in the markets, boom, crashes down. Anyways, um, this this whole drop here has largely been the result of, in my opinion, there's a lot of different act things going on here. There's manipulation, yes. There's there's traders just trying to follow trends and whatever. But 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 a lot of this has to do with the U.S. dollar uh, Chinese exchange rate. Okay, and I'll actually bring that up here just to just kind of prove my point here. As the Chinese yuan has has gotten weaker, so has the price in silver and gold. I'll make this a little bit easier for you guys to see here. Okay, at times it's almost been a perfect correlation. Now, as you can see, the Chinese yuan has strengthened a bit. It balanced off those levels, you know, just shy of seven to one, and it's strengthened a bit since then. Again, on talks of, of this trade war is is maybe coming to an ending. Again, I'll give my thoughts on that later on. But but this has been largely the result of it: a strong dollar, and maybe equally important. Weak currencies, emerging market currencies, if you want to consider the yuan an emerging market currency, as well as other ones as well, the, the Turkish lira, the Brazilian real, and, and a handful of others that, again, we'll talk about in this video today. So, again, you can see that as yuan's recovered, so has silver and gold. Um, now, if we're going to say that the bottom is in, that silver and gold are, are heading much, much higher now, we, we also have to say that likely if this correlation is going to hold true, that the dollar is going to drop and that the Chinese yuan is going to, to strengthen significantly. Okay, so I have this chart for you over here. And, and it would appear, you know, looking at just this chart, that that might be the case. And in black here, we have the dollar index, which hit its high just the other day. And this is a, well, a three-month chart. So just the other day, it hit its high uh, of, of like almost 97, okay, and today it's actually just under 95, okay, dropped quite a bit. You have the Turkish lira, which was growing weaker and weaker and weaker, broke 7 to 1 in, in some periods of crisis. Um, today, much, much lower, closer to 6 to 1. It seems to have stabilized for the time being. You have the Chinese yuan here in blue, the U.S. dollar Chinese yuan exchange rate. Again, lots of devaluation and a bit of a reversal, some stabilization. Does that mean that's here to stay? Well, I guess this is my take on it. For this reversal to continue in the Chinese yuan, this trade war talks actually have to move forward, right? These aren't just, as, as I've heard said by some people, I think over in Zero Hedge, low-level government employees meeting with other low-level government employees. That's not what we need to solve. Do you think that Trump is going to allow somebody at a very low, or Xi Jinping, respectively, either of them, uh, allow somebody at a very low level to, to negotiate these trade talks and actually make meaningful um, changes or, or, or actually resolve some of these issues? Probably not, right? I, I haven't seen a lot of, of, of proof that this trade war is anywhere close to, to over, certainly with China, certainly with, with other countries as well, whether it's Canada or the European Union. Um, I'm not buying it yet, okay? Not to say that, that, it, that this could be real news right here, that that's going on. But I think that if this doesn't materialize soon, you're going to continue to see a drop in the Chinese yuan. Now, now as it can break seven to one, that's a topic for another video, but it's going to head higher again. Okay. And, and you also see part of that's going to be because of, of the trade war. Part of it's going to be because of how China's economy is, is already doing, which is not very well. 
and and basically the promise of, of an extended trade war that this trade war is not already getting resolved that's i think going to to hurt their economy even more because of how much their economy depends on on exports exports to the united states especially so we'll see follow the news i guess for for the trade war talks um we have the turkish lira here all right they're, they're out of crisis mode for the time being i guess uh like banks about to collapse type of crisis mode it's stabilized a bit now you have to remember though that this week turkey is on uh holiday they're i think their markets are closed so so uh, thinner trading in the turkish lira markets um i i Again, I tend to think that, I don't know, I, maybe these trade talks with China are real. So I'm not going to say that for sure that I think that, that these, I don't think that they're legitimate right now at this point, but, but they could be real. Turkish Lear, on the other hand, I, I, I tend to be fairly certain that it's, it's heading higher, meaning that the Lear has grown weaker in the coming weeks for, for a variety of reasons. Part of it's going to be that eventually you're going to start to see defaults occur within their economy, but, but maybe more importantly, uh, defaults in, in debts that they owe in other currencies like the U.S. dollar or the euro, sometimes to, to entities outside of their own country. So you can see that the, the Turkish lira drop even more, um, I think back above 7 to 1, and, and it's going to be full-blown crisis mode again, right? And for a variety of other reasons as well, um, Trump is clearly not backing down on his sanctions. That's not going to help them either. Not that it's a cause, but it's it's a contributing factor. So I don't think I don't know this whole narrative that that the dollar is going down because because all of a sudden the yuan's going stronger and the lira and not that the lira affects the dollar a ton a, a lot of this dollar collapse here and that can bring me to the next bit here I think has been because of some of this political stuff and and honestly I think this political stuff is not going to amount to much that's just again that's just me I I, I don't want to get into the politi- politics of it but I don't think that this dollar collapse or this drop I, I should say you know, full blown collapse is necessarily here to stay because I don't think the political realm of this is here to stay, okay? This chart tells a different story. This is two other emerging market currencies. In red, the Russian ruble, and in green, the Brazilian real. Now, now I wanna focus on green here. You can see the, the scale for it here on the right. You know, I said a while back, and, and, and this was um, this was a large bank that I think put out this warning over on Zero Hedge, talking about how the, the Brazilian Brazilian rail breaks four to one to to the U.S. dollar, that this emerging market crisis is far from over. Well, look, it's it's well above four to one now. It's it's getting close to four point one to one, um, and and you also see the Russian ruble dropping on, on, on news of sanctions and and some other things and and some bond market volatility. This tells a totally different story that this emerging market crisis is not over. Maybe that's what this Turkish Lira or even the Chinese Yuan would suggest, but these two currencies do not. Now, there are others that, that follow a similar pattern to these, you know, the, the South African Rand or, or the, the Indian Rupee or something like that. But, but again, I think you know any of, of that strength that they've gained might just be able to be chalked up to, to dollar weakness, right? Which could be transitory that, that very well could could reverse quite quickly um these are are continuing to drop so i guess you know big picture here has anything really changed for emerging markets to to, to suddenly solve this emerging market crisis i don't think so and I, I i tend to think that that's going to lead to at least a recovery in the dollar or at least no not not a ton of drop over the next couple months be, because I, i've talked about some of the big 
contributing factors to these emerging market crises. But but maybe one of the top ones on that list has been a U.S. dollar shortage, or at least an expensive U.S. dollar to to lend into these economies, and that isn't changing, right? One of the biggest, the, the two biggest reasons for that is the U.S. government piling up a, a ton of debt, okay, and and then the other reason for that is the Fed and their quantitative tightening. Well, guess what? The Fed's quantitative tightening program accelerates by another $10 billion a month. I've heard some people say it's already accelerated to its max, but I'm pretty sure we have another quarter to go here. We're not at our max yet. We're at $40 billion a month right now. Um, in October, it, it, it accelerates to $50 billion a month. The U.S. government is definitely not decelerating in their, their debt issuance or their spending, right? They're, they're not going to fix that problem probably ever. So, and, and of course, that, that those extra bonds onto the market require a bunch of dollars to buy, and that hurts funding for emerging markets. I mean, emerging markets were already probably going to be in a pinch this year, but because of quantitative tightening, because of larger than expected U.S. government deficits, you, you have a U.S. dollar uh, shortage, or at least an expensive U.S. dollar to lend, and you have a crash in emerging markets. That isn't changing. That's only getting worse. More, or, uh, yeah, I guess there's less and less liquidity in the system, less and less dollar liquidity to, to feed those markets. And I, I got to think that short term, you guys don't want to hear this, but it's probably going to stabilize the dollar, right? Forget about this political stuff for a, t- a bit. You know, emerging market crisis, I think, is far from over, and that's going to stabilize the dollar, maybe even cause it to go up a bit. Now, if you want my take on this, on what's going on in silver, what's going on in gold, I I don't think that the crash is necessarily over. Yes, they've been bid up a bit here. I, I, tend, I tend to think that this yuan is in for another reversal. Again, not to seven to one, I don't think. But, but it's going to move up a bit. This lira is going to head higher, meaning weaker, weaker for both currencies. You see a, a totally different story in these. You know, emerging market cr- crisis is not over. And the U.S. dollar, I think, is going to stabilize, right? Um, I think silver and gold are certainly close to their lows, right? I don't see their lows being at, I don't know, $13.50 or $13 for silver, right? Um, maybe they've already hit their lows, but I guess what I'm trying to say here is that, yes, I think they could drop back below these lows, not by much. Okay. And, and furthermore, I also don't think that they're heading much, much higher yet. Right. They very well could just trade in range for a bit. And, and by a bit, I'm talking a period of weeks, maybe a couple months. Um, and even that might be a little bit long, but before it kind of breaks out of this one way or another, but you know, I, this is subject to change, obviously. You know, if, if the Chinese yuan goes crashing through seven to one, then then obviously silver and gold are going to go crashing as well. Um, if if the emerging market crisis really just goes full blown crisis mode, economies on the brink of collapse, and the dollar gets bid over the short term, yeah, they're heading lower. Okay. Um, now, with that being said, I think there's going to be a pain point for the U.S. economy, U.S. stock market, and the Federal Reserve pretty soon here in in regards to to emerging markets there's going to there's going to come a point here where these what's going on in these currencies and and these foreign economy because it's not just their currencies that are dropping their their stock markets their bond markets are are doing terrible as well as their economies and they're dealing with a lot of inflation unsurprisingly 
that's going to catch up to to the U.S. stock market. You know, you, maybe you guys have seen the U.S. stock market as of late. You know, we'll just look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find a good one here. Maybe we'll just go SBX. Here we go. The S&P 500, all-time high, right? They're ignoring what's going on in these other markets. They shouldn't. You know, part of this is maybe just money rushing into these markets from these emerging market currencies. But but what happens in, in Turkey, Brazil, South Africa, and certainly China has a huge effect on what's going on in the U.S. economy and U.S. stock markets, and, and they should be heading lower, right? They, they can't stay elevated like this forever. It's just going to take a while for, for that pain point in the U.S. markets. Um, same thing goes for the Federal Reserve. It's going to take a while for them to realize that, hey, this quantitative tightening, I'm sure they've already realized it, but hey, this quantitative tightening is not sustainable. We're we're, we're setting up crises around the world, and, and they could care less about that, but eventually those are going to, those, those I guess, um, crises are, are going to spread into to, uh, developed economies like the United States and, and Europe. Right, it's, I think it's going to significantly weaken the economy. Already, I think they're getting getting ready to to um, stop with their tightening program. Now, they might say a different thing on Friday, Jackson Hole meeting, Federal Reserve. But but I think they're they're getting ready to to, to you know over the next six months, twelve months, anyways, to to stop this and maybe turn around this boat. But um, I, I think what's going on in emerging markets will will only speed that up. Right, it's a pain point. What is a pain point for the Fed? What is a pain point for the for the U.S. stock markets? And additionally. What's a pain point for silver and, and gold miners, especially silver miners, right? When are they going to say, like, this is too low, right? I, t- I talked about this with, with uh, you know, Steve St. Angelo last week when I had him on. You know, and, and he said, you know, a lot of silver miners produce around $14, $15 an ounce. And, and you know, I'd agree. You know, some maybe even produce higher than that. But, but the point here is that when you're heading down into this area, they're not making a profit at that point, right? They might, might be turning a, a loss, doesn't mean they're going to close immediately just because on, on a single day or on a single week or even a single month, they're losing money. But three months, six months, if they're losing, continue to lose money, then they're going to have to shut down, potentially because they have no choice. That they're defaulting or they're, they're out of cash altogether. So you know, eventually silver and gold miners are, are going to, again, especially silver, primary silver miners, eventually are, are going to say, hey, this is not worth it. And, and all of a sudden you have a bit of supply taken off the market. That affects the, the price, believe it or not, I believe. Now, certainly the paper markets are not controlled by the physical markets, but you, you can't just have a, uh, a total supply deficit indefinitely and, and paper markets not, not care. So there's a pain point for silver and gold as well. And, and who knows, maybe we already reached that. But, but I think in this range, you know, between 15 and $14 for silver, between, uh, I'd say, I don't know, 1180 and 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 1140 1120 for for gold that's that's it where i would expect to see the the all-time lows here you know if this stuff reverses now i mean who knows i I could be totally off on all this um but but i tend to think that what's going on with the chinese trade talks yeah it's it's just a lot of talk at this point um what's going on with with turkish lira it's just a calm before another storm. What's going on with Brazilian real, Russian ruble? I think that's kind of the true story about emerging markets. And, and so that's going to put a bit of downward pressure on silver and gold for a bit longer. But again, these are, these are cheap prices. I see them as buying opportunity personally, make those decisions on your own. But, but certainly, um, I think it's risky to expect them to head much, much lower 
uh, $10 an ounce or something like that and, and wait until then to buy. So yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this video down below in the comment section. Um, if you were not aware, I do have a Patreon page. There's a link below in the description. I actually have quite a few, not quite a few. I see people with hundreds, thousands of Patreon supporters, and I have like, I think 11 right now. But I've actually been having quite a bit of fun with them over on the Patreon page. Um, they, they get quite a bit of, of input on my content, right? What types of videos do they want to see made? What types of questions do they have for me? What types of questions do they have for, for upcoming um, guests? I have, I have a big guest that I'll be having on the channel uh, next week. Uh, I won't say his name right now, but but becoming a Patreon supporter, A, you get to figure out who. B, you get to ask them questions, right? Um, also, coming up in September, I have my Patreon live stream, right? I, I pick one uh, uh, Patreon supporter each month, bring them on for a live stream. Uh, I just choose them at random, and, and we chat for a while, and those are, are a ton of fun. So certainly, as little as a dollar a month, you know, that's like a candy bar a month or whatever. You know, $3 a month, that's like what? cup of coffee at, at uh, you know, Starbucks or, or something like that. So um, certainly check it out, but but certainly more than anything else, I, I just have to have you here watching my, my videos and, and my content in the first place because I, I where would I be at without my, without my subscribers, without my viewers. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and God bless.